says that you can go straight to a person in history who shows us what God is like. You can go to Jesus. Of course, in one sense, mediated by words that he's written down. But in another sense, John is absolutely convinced that as we read those words, it's not just an information gathering thing, it, is, it brings us, by the power of God, face to face with Jesus. And John is going to tell us, Jesus shows us what God is like. So actually, just for a few minutes, not many at all, I'm going to spend some time reflecting on the very first verse of John chapter 1 um, and trying to understand uh, what John is saying about Jesus. And he's going to be saying that Jesus shows us what God is like. He uses, though, an interesting word, uh, word, which is the word to describe him. We need to explore why he does that. First thing that he, point that he makes is that this word that he's talking about in John verse 1 is co-eternal with God. He, he has existed forever with God. For as long as there's been a God, there has been this word. He, he um, uh, hints at that, for instance, or, or begins stating that, right at the beginning, in the beginning was the word. Now, anyone who's read their Bibles, when they read the phrase, in the beginning, they immediately know what it's, what it's alluding back to. It's alluding back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, the very first verse of the whole Bible that says, in the beginning, God. But here, now, he's not saying that, uh, so much that God was in the beginning, but the Word was there in the beginning, with God. The Word was with God, um, uh, he says, in the beginning. This word of God, then, is co-eternal with God. This word of God is unique. It's very important that he calls him the word. Um, John the Baptist, in chapter 1, verse 23, um, is described as a voice calling in the, in the wilderness who, who replies using words. But that seems almost specifically to be in contrast to Jesus who is the word, the communication, the message. Not just a message, but a unique word of God. Then it starts getting deeper when we look at what he's saying. The word of God is, he says, creative. Um, through him, verse 3, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Again, it echoes back to Genesis chapter 1, where God speaks, and when he speaks, his word 
creates things. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God let there, said, let there be human beings, and there were human beings. God's word creates, and so does this word of God. They seem to be as good as the same. Although there's a slight distinction in the language he uses, but he says, um, uh, through him, this word, all things were made. But he makes it plain that absolutely every creative act that has ever happened in history has been through him. Without him, nothing that has been made was made. In the Old Testament, there are, there are, there are passages which seem to be stretching towards this, this understanding of God's creative word. Proverbs chapter 8 is perhaps the closest one, describing wisdom, the wisdom of God, uh, in extraordinary words. Listen to this. The Lord brought me forth, it's wisdom speaking in the first, first person, The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. When there were no watery depths, I was given birth. When there were no springs overflowing with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth, I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundaries so the waters would not overstep his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day by day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. Describing God's great creative work there as if it was achieved through God's sidekick, wisdom. Who delights, who is filled with delight as as, as he engages with God, cooperates with God in the wonderful, glorious work of creation. The word of God is creative. The word of God then, says says the Bible, also reveals God. I hope we're starting now to move towards understanding why John uses this extraordinary language of the word to describe Jesus. Co-eternal with God, Absolutely unique, the word. The word of God already has been seen as a creative force. The word of God reveals God, then um, uh, says the Bible again and again. Exodus 34 is an absolutely fascinating chapter. We'll get to it in our our morning series. Uh, uh, Moses says to God, Now show me your glory. And God says, actually, you can't see me. No one can see me and live. But I will pass by in front of you. And I will reveal myself in the most profound way that you can cope with. This is what he does. He passed in front of Moses, proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, 
slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and the fourth generation. A proclamation about God, a word from God, has revealed who God is in the most profound way that you and I can understand who God is. The word of God, says the Bible again and again, reveals the character of God, the nature of God. And so Jesus is going to do exactly that. There's an extraordinary uh, few verses in Hebrews chapter 1 where the writer to the Hebrews says that in the past people have have spoken uh, the prophets in, in many and various ways. There are lots of words from men of God about God. But in these last days, says the writer to the Hebrews, he has spoken to us, and then he used a very funny construction, but, but uh, the, the, um, the English translates it, in his son, or by his son, or, or, or um, some, some people want to say, son-wise. When Jesus came, he was the last message from God, the greatest message from God. The Word of God who reveals the character of God. And, says the Bible, the Word of God has always done God's work. When God said, let there be light, there was light. When God determines and decrees something, it happens. Isaiah 55 um, uh, is a a brilliant um, uh, little... Um, cameo of that as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and yet do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater so is my word says God which goes out from my mouth it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it the word of God does God's work Indeed, John is going to uh, report to us the word of God is actually inseparable from God. I mean, we've already seen it, haven't we really? It is the word of God. It does God's word, work, work of creation. It achieves God's purposes. It, re- it, it, it reveals God. Um, Jesus says something very interesting in John chapter 8 verse 28 that John records for us Um, I do nothing on my own says Jesus well let let me go back to the beginning of the verse when you have lifted up the son of man you will know that I am he that is that is that is a, a, a statement which, makes it, which is tantamount to describing himself as God. You will know that I am he. I do nothing on my own, but note this, speak just what the Father has taught me. 
So he, he, he is the inseparable self-communication of God. To hear Jesus is to hear God. To hear the word of Jesus is to see the word of God doing its work. He is absolutely inseparable from God. It follows then that the word of God mediates the presence of God to his world. If the word of God is the creative power of God, if the word of God reveals God, if the word of God does the work of God, if the word of God is inseparable from who God is, to, to, to experience the word of God is to experience God himself. And that's what uh, John lets us into in this verse. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, I know that's difficult to get your head around. Both with God, and yet He is God. How does that work? There is no theologian that I know of who has explained it satisfactorily. But the image of Jesus as the Word of God perhaps gets closer than any other explanation. He is the inseparable manifestation of the power and purpose of God. There's... um, Uh, a lovely psalm, Psalm 29 um, that I absolutely love that that describes a thunderstorm and it describes the thunderstorm uh, as the voice of God shattering the oaks and uh, in terrifying power. It describes the voice of God as I remember, I think it's nine times and many commentators suggest that the reason for that is because Baal, the false god of Israel, was said to have spoken his voice nine times. But here's the real voice of God speaking now. And the response of the people is this. In his temple... All cry glory. When you hear God, you see the glory of God. Anticipates beautifully um, uh, many of the things that are said in this chapter. Uh, Verse 14, for instance. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So what do we need to learn from that? Well, from from John's perspective, we need to learn God looks like Jesus. Often, John is saying the opposite, or saying it the other way round. Jesus is God in the flesh. Um, But what, what he's wanting us to see 
is that the God that we need to worship in heaven is just like Jesus. One um, commentator paraphrases it. God is Christ-like. In him is no unchrist-likeness at all. That's what this city needs to know. There are so many people interested in, in, in God in one form or another. But they are lost and they do not know the true and living God. If they do, their life would be turned around and turned upside down because God looks like Jesus. And that's what we need to know. Do you know, I've always had trouble myself worshipping a sort of distant God up there. Always had trouble imagining how he would react to me and my situation and my life. And it was as I came to see, he reacts like Jesus. And I actually came to know and to love the real and living God. Our life is about worshipping this Jesus because our life is about worshipping the God of Jesus. And God is just like Jesus.